Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour One, the radio hour of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. Surrounded as usual by some doctrinaires, a little bit different lineup this morning, although man of a thousand voices, Tim Andrews is here. Good morning. (laughs) Jared Yamamoto, the handsomest producer in all of producery, is not with us this morning because apparently, I I think he's a graduate of West Georgia, I believe, and they're having some kind of big day today. And let me tell you, Jared Yamamoto is like the biggest star that ever emerged. from that particular college, and he is BMOC, and so whenever they have some kind of day, it's Jared Yamamoto, come speak to our young minds and tell them how they can one day get into broadcasting, so he's taking the day off, but we have on loan, and at the same time, I don't know how he's doing this, he's building rock blocks over on our sister station, The River, but the man is uh, multi-talented and able to multitask. English Nick is here with us this good, morning. Good day, Eric. So uh, it's a beautiful day here in the Metro. So let's start. Headlines for Wednesday, March 8th. All right, English Nick, filling in for the ever popular Jared Yamamoto, at least on the campus of West Georgia. Where Eric. Is it? Anybody know what that is? Anybody know? Where's West it's Georgia? Carrollton. Carrollton. Okay, I've heard their you. commercials. They did go west, young man. That's exactly what happened to my producer. He went west. Old man. So give me the headlines. Eric, it's happy a day without a woman day in the United States of America. Is that why Jared isn't here? That's the real reason. We found out at last. <laughs> so, so, so there is a protest. And so, so, so I, I'm, I'm All right, Jared. You don't, have to, you don't have to explain yourself. You can be whatever you want to be, and, and I celebrate you. So, I, I, this is, so it's a day without a woman day. A day without a woman day. And I have a statement here from the movement. This is a real statement. It says, In the same spirit of love and liberation that inspired the Women's March, you remember that, we joined together in making March 8th a day without a woman. I like that language there. In the same spirit of love and love and liberation that inspired the Women's March, uh, this is, I remember this, this love and liberation. I have thought an awful lot. About blowing up the White House. That must not be what they're referring to when they say in the same spirit of love and uh, inspiration. Maybe it was this. I am a nasty woman. I'm not as nasty as a man who looks like he bathes in Cheeto dust. And I didn't know devils could be resurrected, but I feel Hitler in these streets. Once again, in the same spirit of love and liberation that inspired the Woman's March, (laughs) joined together in making March 8th a day without a woman. Uh, 
this is another, you know, it's really actually, it's International Woman's Day, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know how long that's been going on, but it's International Woman's Day. And it reminds me, it's, it's typical of selfish American feminists, because American feminism is wildly selfish. Now you look at, uh, ask yourself this question, exactly what institutions of government are oppressing American women? Right now, what is the institution? And don't give me the pay gap thing. I don't have time. I only have an hour on the radio every day <laughs> to, to take you to the resources to show you the absolute debunking of the whole 70 cents to a man's dollar. All of that is nonsense. Uh, what, but what are the institutions of government that are currently oppressing American women? And the answer is none, which goes back to my, my thought about this, the selfishness of American feminists. Once again, they take an International Women's Day. Now, on the international stage, on the world stage, there are an awful lot of women who are being oppressed. But American feminists, with all of their rights uh, in America can't take the time to look over there and maybe speak out for their sisters on the planet who cannot speak for themselves. American feminists are so selfish. Let's take Women's International Day and pull it back and make it about us. And yesterday, some people got a little angry because uh, I made a snarky remark when I was told it was going to be a day without a woman day, and I, I wondered if I was going to lose my favorite mommy blogs. Because I would hope that wouldn't happen. Now, <laughs> the reason that I, the reason that I brought that up isn't because I think that's all women contribute. It's because I pretty much know for a fact that only those type of women will be doing that today. Women who write their mommy blogs and and talk about how things just aren't. Women who basically allow perfection to be the enemy of good. When you've got it, good. But it's not perfect, so I'm going to continue to be miserable. Let me say to every American woman listening. If you are miserable in America, the Von Hessler Doctrine can guarantee you, you would be more miserable (laughs) in most every other country Uh. in the world. So the problem probably isn't America. Listen, if you're a woman, there's there's a stuff now because of their stories out there because of the day that it is. And so there's all the, there was, uh, I don't know if you saw this, there's uh, this morning, you know that large statue of a bull on Wall Street? Yeah. There's now a little girl statue standing in front of it looking all defiant. Getting ready to get run over? I have no idea. <laughs> what, 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 I have no idea what that, what that means. I have to be honest with you. I didn't know that Wall Street was currently trampling over female children and their rights. I'm not yeah. even aware of that. There's an app, apparently, that's out there, and I can't remember what it's called. But the app, supposedly, a woman can download it, and somehow it tells you how many times a man has interrupted you while you're speaking. (laughs) All of this stuff is nonsense. The Von Hessler Doctrine is here to speak to you. Are you a woman in America? Are you worried about the pay gap? Educate yourself in such a way. This is on you. First of all, forget about the government making your life fairer or better or anything like that. Because when you say that, what you're saying is, I can't do it without the help of government. So immediately you're telling me you have low self-esteem. I'm here to tell you you can do it without your father, your brother, the government, but it's on you. Educate yourself in such a way. That's hard work. That's a night where I can't go out and all my friends are going out. But that's when we have our book group. I, I know you may have to miss your book group. But you have to double down on your education such that when you walk into an office and you are in a job interview, 
you know they want you. Yeah. Why? Not because you're a woman, not because you have rights, because you're the best candidate that they have for their firm. Their firm. I'm telling you right now, as a woman, as a man, as anything, that is the road to success. If you are waiting for the President of the United States or the Congress or whatever march the bullhorn people are going to put together a week from today, if you're waiting for all of that to make your life better, get another bag of chips and get back on the couch because it ain't going to happen. <laughs> Stop seeing yourself as a woman. Stop seeing yourself as black. Stop seeing yourself as white. Stop seeing yourself as a male. Stop seeing yourself as Asian. Stop seeing yourself as anything other than an individual. And stop fighting the world. You know, I had one of the many epiphanies in my late life. I was in my early 30s. I didn't consider myself to be successful at all. And I didn't, and I was fighting the world. You know, I was like, the world is an unfair place. And I had a thought that was like, you know what? Maybe some of this is because I won't stop fighting. Maybe I should step back, take a look at the world, and find out where I fit. And how can I plug in? What are my skills? What do I do better than most other people? And how can I plug that in and, in a judo sense, allow the turning of the world and the energy of the world to propel me and to help me? So if you're a woman and you're a feminist, if you are young and you're a young woman, that statue in front of the bull should not be the thing that you're looking for. You should figure out how you get on that bull ride and it. ride it to success. <laughs> and that applies to everybody. And the next headline, please. All right. The latest WikiLeaks dump claims to reveal how CIA hacks TVs and phones all over the world. Oh, yeah. I'm so surprised. Are you telling me that spies are spying? I am so there's there are levels to this, right? I Apparently mean, this interweb thing is not that private after all. No, it's the not. free stuff you get has a price. What? Are you kidding <gasps> me? And also, this this goes to a lot. Of, first of all, the WikiLeaks dump, okay? I'm not going to name names, but certain radio hosts have become enamored with WikiLeaks and Julian Assange because they fell in love with those John Podesta emails. Let me tell you something. WikiLeaks is no friend of the United States of America. And I don't care if what you see in this furthers your agenda at all. If you like what they did, you're un-American. And that's all there is to it. Do you know how much work our spy agencies put into all of this stuff to suddenly have it all out there? Now, I'm not saying that they're perfect, okay? But if you don't want spying, then let's talk about a constitutional amendment that gets rid of all of our intelligence agencies. You can't say... See, the problem here is not with the intelligence people, and it's not even with the politicians. It's with the people. We are making requests that are untenable. And basically the request is, we want you to keep us safe from all foreign invaders at all times, and we never want you to come within 100 yards of our personal privacy. Well, that may sound good, but that is an unreasonable request. It can't be done. And let me tell you something. Just like after 9-11, the next bomb that goes off that kills a bunch of people, you're going to blame the intelligence agencies. And you're going to want an investigation. And you're going to want to know why they didn't know. So the idea that if there's apps on iPhones that can't be broken into... I've always wanted, I knew that the CIA mm -hmm. could figure out a way to get around that. That's their job. I mean, the CIA and other intelligence agencies. You know, people talk a lot about, well, we need white hat hackers at the CIA, and they need to get in there, and they need to fight the bad hackers. And well, As if it's all mm -hmm. through hacking. I don't know a lot about this, but I guarantee you that human intelligence is still the best intelligence. 
So when you hear stories from last year about how, well, we can't create a backdoor in Apple, come on, don't be stupid. You don't think the seventh vice president of this or that department is working for the CIA? You don't think they have human intelligence inside of Apple, Google, Microsoft? And here's the thing. There's no way they can't they can stop doing that because our enemies won't. Technology is technology. You're always going to be moving forward. What are you asking from your intelligence agencies that just morally they say, no, we won't play. We won't go there. Well, do you think China's going to come to that same conclusion? Do you think Russia? And speaking of China and Russia, again, going back to the, my fellow talk show hosts who seem to be in love with Assange and WikiLeaks, boy, it, they must not have any of this kind of stuff going on. Where's the last WikiLeaks that told us how the Chinese government was, was keeping all of their censorship going on with their people? Where's the last WikiLeaks that told us exactly how foul and, and, and corrupt the inside of the Russian machine is, it is? It's insane to me that Republicans have gotten to the point, okay, I get it. You like the John Podesta emails. Get over it. You know what that was? That was... That was the first uh, piece of crack for free from the crack field. <laughs> That's what that was. Oh, you like that candy? There's a lot more where that came from, and it ain't going to help you in the long run. More headlines when we return. Entertaining. Honest. Independent thinker. Eric Von Hessler. Every day at 11. And listen to both of the Daily Von Hessler Doctrine Hours anytime with the WSB Radio app. Hit the Listen on Demand tab. And find on your desktop at evhdoctrine.com. Oh, excuse me, I didn't mean to manter up anybody. That's the new thing. Hashtag manterruptions here on the day without a woman day. <laughs> I dare you interrupt as a man. Manterruptions. Hey, I got news for all the women. Uh, men interrupt each other all the time. I hate to say this, but... Yeah, we're not biased. It has nothing to do with you. <laughs> Teach men to yeah. not interrupt. But then, then we have to not interrupt one another. And that's what we enjoy doing. So you're not really... The, the, sometimes, the, the, oh, men interrupt me. Just be a fly on the wall to a room full of men, and you'll hear them all interrupting each other all the time. One word, conversation. Yes, it's part of conversation. Yeah. And we can take it. <laughs> you know, there's so one thing I want to say about this WikiLeaks dump that says that the CIA can listen to me through my Samsung TV. Do I do, I do have a Samsung TV. Can they listen and, through your toaster? Uh, not, not yet. Not oh, okay. yet. Unless you get one of those smart Internet of Things toasters. Got you. One of those uh, connected toasters. Because your toast is better if it's connected to the Internet. You know. Smart so toaster. Smart toaster makes for smart toast that is yes. absolutely more deliciouser than uh, a dumb toast, which we're all. I'm still eating dumb toast. Oh, apparently. So, <laughs> so what I, everyone else, the way I respond is different than other people because, uh, oh, my God, they're listening through our TV. They're probably spying on us. My first thought was, oh, great. If the CIA can listen to me through the TV when the TV's off, that means somewhere in the cloud, in the CIA cloud, there's evidence of just how stupid I sound when I'm arguing with my wife. Because <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something. I've done the forensics, and I sound really stupid. Do we have time for a quick another story? Maybe just real quick. It's a very quick story. Americans are having less sex, a new study finds. Mm, I don't like this. I don't like this. This is from a San Diego State University study. Yeah. On average, we're having sex about nine fewer times per year from uh, 2010 to 2014 than during 95 to 99. I saw another story that may be related that uh, overweight people are not trying to lose weight anymore. No. I don't know how, but there may actually be a nexus there between those two stories. I'm done. I give up. <laughs> Healthy at any size. That's right. <laughs> Accept me for what I am. Yes. And don't manterrupt me. So, uh... 
I don't know. I'm. I know you're not causing this, Nick. Not me. No, my percentages are up. I, yeah, I think yeah. you're doing better now than you were a few years ago. To be Quit. honest with you, I know your story. Quit interrupting me. <laughs> Tim Andrews is newly married, so I know that he's not causing this. Heck no. Yeah. Today's not a good there. day, though. I'm still out there fighting a good fight. Alan on the board, he looks to me like a good, healthy man. I don't know who this is. I blame the millennials, although I think it's probably because we're all getting older is really what's happening. I think another part of the story is they're having less regular partners, the or steady partners of millennials. That's right. But uh, the older people are having less sex. So I don't know, but millennials, they say, are having less sex than compared to other youth. We got to go. I have more to say about sex, but we have to go. More headlines and outrage when we return. Depend on me. I'm Eric Von Hessler. This is the Von Hessler Doctrine. The other voices you hear are the doctrinaires. My producer, Jared Yamamoto, is not in today because it's... What's it called? A day without a woman day. So, Jared Yamamoto is not here with us today because not only is he a woman, but he's empowered. And uh, he uh, he's not afraid to stand up to... <laughs> The powers that be, or the powers that me, as it were. English Nick from our sister station, The River, is here with us to help. And because you're here, I do want to get to outrage in a moment, but yeah. give me one more headline before we get there. All right. President Trump is proud to support the GOP health care plan. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> it follows the guidelines I laid out in my congressional address, a plan that will lower costs, expand choices, increase competition, and ensure health care access for all Americans. You said you wanted a beautiful plan. Was it beautiful enough for you? I couldn't have asked for a better plan. This one <laughs> is so beautiful. <laughs> Here's the problem. You have uh, the uh, House Freedom Caucus, I believe they're called, 40 members of the House. Basically, they're the Tea Party people that have uh, elected office, and they're not happy. Here's Mike Lee. What's been introduced in the House in the last 24 hours is not the Obamacare replacement plan. Not the Obamacare repeal plan we've been hoping for. This is instead a step in the wrong direction. And as much as anything, it's a missed opportunity. And Rand Paul. Let's vote on clean repeal. The only way I think this gets done is to separate the issues. Separate out clean repeal from replacement. And our very own Tom Price. This is a work in progress, and we work, we'll work with the House uh, and the Senate in this process. As you know, it's a legislative process that occurs. <laughs> Can you do our very own Tom Price? He's very, ah. Play it again. <laughs> <laughs> this is a work in progress, and we work, we'll work with the House uh, and the Senate in this process. As you know, it's a legislative process that occurs. As you know, it's a legislative process that occurs. We're going to work with the House. We're going to work with the Senate. We're going to work with the President Tom, Trump. Tom, we're going to work Price. with all the doctors in the country. We're going to be a little less coffee. It's a lot to do. I know. Visit my office. <laughs> this is going to be interesting because it's the first time that President Trump is getting some pushback from the Tea Party element of the Republicans, uh, the, the the true conservatives. And so it'll be interesting to see how Trump deals with that. How far do they push? Because there's an awful lot about this that is, you know, to call it Obamacare like it's headlines, but it's more true than untrue. It's, it's a, it, it really is a repackaging, and there's reasons for that, and, and I'll try to get to that. But with Trump dealing with pushback from the Tea Party, uh, does he begin to do the whole mean tweets about those people and things like that? I don't know if that's going to work out. Tea Party wing of the party not supporting beautiful Obamacare replacement plan. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> Emoji. Is he going to go? Uh, the first thing he did, maybe art of the deal, he put out a tweet that said, My very good friend Rand Paul 
will eventually come aboard with us. So he's you've got the olive branch out, right? At first. I, I threw an olive branch to Rand. I like Rand to stand for the plan. Because <laughs> it's a beautiful plan, right? It's so beautiful. Now, here's the thing, is there's an awful lot in there that if you are a true conservative, a fiscal conservative, a free market libertarian type, you're not going to be happy with. Why did Ryan do this? Now, there's also an aspect of the party that says, because he's the enemy and he's the devil and he's out to get us. Let me interject here and say, I don't think that's necessarily it. A lot of, they don't have enough votes. If they had in the Senate, not in the House, but in the Senate, if they had 60 votes, Repeal and replace at the same time could be something more um, easier to do, but because of the way this is, they're doing a lot. The dismantling of Obamacare is being done through a process called reconciliation, whereby you only need fifty votes plus one. Uh, and so, what they've done is they've produced a bill that they know that they can get through now with fifty-one votes, and a lot of what us libertarian types want maybe wouldn't be able to get their, get its way through Congress. So they're trying to be they're trying to expedite the process. Now if you listen to them, they're saying this is only this is only round one. We're gonna there's gonna be a round two and there's gonna be a round three and we're actually gonna end up with exactly what everyone wants. But this is all we can get through Congress right now and I feel like the people on the Hill believe that if three, four, five, six, seven months go by and they don't have anything done, they're going to be pronounced a do-nothing Congress. You made all these promises. So from Ryan's point of view, he's saying this isn't perfect. It's the beginning of the process. I totally understand mm-hmm. fiscal conservatives who have been screwed again and again and again by this government. I totally understand you not believing there's going to be a round two and a round three. I'm just explaining why they're doing it this way. This is something they believe they can actually get through. And if you believe them, it's just the beginning of the process. Why you would have a reason to believe them, given recent history, I don't know. I'm just laying it out there. What I do know is before we do anything, However it's done, reconciliation, need the votes, whatever. Throw that out the window. What we need is to get government out of the healthcare system as much as possible. That needs to be the first thing. I'm a libertarian. I'm not delusional. I understand we're never going to have a healthcare system that is 100% free market. Uh, I don't know why. You look at something like food. Okay, The human being needs food. You go three, four, five days without food, and you're close to the end of your life. That's how important food is. Yet we don't go to government facilities to get food. It's totally free market. You go to a supermarket, we figure out a way to do it ourselves. And then we let the welfare state, the safety net come in, identify the people who can't afford to shop at supermarkets. We all know how that's abused, but let's just talk about in its pure form the reason it's there. The same thing needs to be there for health care. The healthcare for most people who have a job, who go to work every day, who are doing, who are working their way up the ladder, doing something with their lives, needs to be as free market as it possibly can be. On all ends, drugs, me paying for the service, how doctors deal with me. Do that. Do that, and that will be for most of the people in the country. And then have a social welfare program, some kind of system that's available to those who cannot afford to be a part of the free market thing. All I'll say about the free market, with the free market, what you notice about products, even if they come in super expensive, 
Uh, I mean, Tim Andrews, you remember uh, the VCR when it first came in. $250. Oh, wow. People who, I think the Betamax was like five or $600. Yeah. Only certain people could afford it. And then by the end of the 80s, you could get a VCR for $29. That's how capitalism works. That's how free markets work. You know it's free markets if, in general, prices are going down. For some reason, this doesn't apply to Apple because people will pay anything for Apple products. But everything else works that way. And in healthcare, you take the things that aren't covered by insurance automatically, LASIK surgery, any kind of cosmetic surgery that's just for vanity purposes, those prices have gone down and down and down. You go back 15 years to LASIK surgery, and you had to have a whole, whole lot of money to get it done. But over the years, doctors competed. They don't have to worry about the government and a bunch of regulations and all of this sort of stuff because they're basically not included in healthcare programs. Uh, that's LASIK surgery. That's cosmetic surgery. Because they're not inside these, this stuff and they're not mandated, they compete with one another. And when you want to have LASIK surgery, it's like going to buy stuff at the supermarket. Okay, here's five doctors who do it. Let me compare their records, their prices, what people think about them. That's the way that it needs to be. As much as possible. Again, I'm a libertarian. I'm not delusional. I don't. Be- I know that we'll never have health care that is totally free market based. But as much of it as possible needs to be free market based. And then let's help out the people who just can't keep up for one reason or another. Let's have a program. You know, when you think about health care, think about the mail. Right? We have a government mail service. A lot of a lot of people still use it. It's great for regular letters. Well, yeah, yeah. Christmas cards. Who writes anymore? Christmas cards, uh, tangibles. Oh, you know, an awful lot of businesses still use them to reach out with with deals and stuff. So we have a government run postal service, but we also have UPS and we have FedEx and we have DHL, and we make a decision to spend more money for what we think is quicker service, better service. Something along these lines needs to happen in healthcare, where you have something that's run for the government, and if you are out of luck or whatever, you can be covered. I'd rather just call it welfare. We're good people. We're open-hearted people. We don't want those to, who can't get health care to get sick and be sick. And be, We understand that. Have a program for that. Again, have a program for that. Don't have 9,000 programs for that. Have a program for that. And for everyone else who's being, who's has a life that's going reasonably well, let's have as much free market inside of our healthcare system as possible. It works in the UK, man. The National Health Service is there. Yeah. But if you have an operation you need and you can afford to jump the queue and pay for it, right. the same doctors who work for the NSA, NHS also do private practice stuff, too. So they can make a little yeah. bit of money. Now, I, don't, I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't I'm not know. saying the NHS is perfect. Uh, no, it's not. There's, yeah. there's not. waiting lists and there's people waiting for beds sometimes. But you but can most opt of out. The time. And then what happens is, well, then you're poor and it's unfair and you get the inferior service. Hey, get a little closer to your speakers. This is what the Von has their doctrine is for <laughs> the world is inherently unfair this is something you have to understand the world last night somewhere in america probably but certainly somewhere around the world somebody lost their life to a natural disaster and you didn't the world is inherently unfair the world was inherently unfair before the founding of the United States of America or the West in general. The world itself is unfair. You need to figure out how to make it work best 
for you in your personal life, and the government has to do that in policy. And the best thing, is capitalism perfect? Are free markets perfect? No. But you cannot allow perfect to be the enemy of the good. Capitalism, as far as all the studying that I've done, is not a perfect system, quite a flawed system, actually, when it comes to people without means, but it also turns out, by and large, far and away, to be the system that has allowed people to go from where they were to where they are, more people to get from where they were to where they are than any other of the flawed systems that happen to be more flawed. (laughs) Capitalism (laughs) is the best flawed human system there is. Because why? What's underneath that? What you have to understand is that the world is inherently unfair. Some people, you know, some people were born the children of Trump. I was born the child of a scam artist who spent a lot of time in prison. Okay? The world is inherently unfair. You have to deal with that. America didn't cause that. Capitalism didn't cause that. America and capitalism is the best possible response to the fact that the world is inherently unfair. And that music tells me that there will be no outrage today unless we can squeeze one in. I can't. I got to go build a rock block. You go over there because I know you hammers and saws. Yeah. Could I hear some Led Zeppelin and uh, maybe a little Super Tramp? Thank you very much. English Nick, thank you to the river for lending him out. Our final segment of the Radio Hour, when we return. This is the Radio Hour of Von Hessler. The second Facebook Live podcast hour happens on the Von Hessler Doctrine's Facebook page. And on the WSB Radio app. Look for Listen On Demand. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. This is the final segment of the Von Hessler Doctrine. The other voices, so actually just one voice, Tim Andrews, Dr. Nair. Just me. Here with me in the final segment, Jared Yamamoto, has the day off because it's a national day without a woman day, and he's a very strong woman, and we are very proud of him for standing up to the man, or me, as such. So so, uh, I wanted to uh, go over a couple. I I don't have a lot of time in this situation here. I don't have time to get into a new story, whatever. So I want to let you know, since it's uh, women, International Women's Day and we're talking about women, and we had another story in there that talked about how uh, we're having less sex as Americans, and another story that told us that overweight Americans are no longer trying to lose the weight. I think there may be a connection there between those two stories, but I think it's a good time. You know, I've been with uh, the love of my life for 30 years, 30 years, and you learn things. As you go along throughout the 30 years. And, and, you know, it never stops being a learning process. Uh, and somewhat aggravating, maybe, at times. But here's the thing that I've learned in just the last few months. Do not buy your wife a Fitbit. Why? Because then you have to listen every single day while she gives you all of her stats. Now, I love my wife very dearly. But I have to be honest with you and her in the audience. I don't care how many steps... She had today. Since Christmas, this has become <laughs> half the conversation we have. How many steps she had today? I'm proud of you, honey. I'm proud of Jared. Proud of you too, honey. We are going to go do the podcast side. <laughs> Join us on the 24 7 live stream. The Clark Howard Scam Alert is up next. 
followed by the WSB Expanded Noon News with Sabrina Cupid and Chris Camp. That was the radio hour of the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Almost live from Sherwood Forest, hour two, the podcast hour of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am your lovable chat host, Eric Von Hessler, still with you. Just dispensing with his early afternoon yawn. Tim Andrews is still with us. I've been up since six, man. I'm tired. Uh, it's noon. <laughs> well, I've been up six hours. <laughs> I can barely go on anymore. English Nick was with us the full hour, pretty much, on the radio side. Still with us. Good day. Uh, from her closet in Laurel, Maryland, the recording closet. <laughs> Autumn Fisher is with us. Autumn. Hello. Oh, you've been up since six? Oh, yeah, I know. You, you haven't been asleep since <laughs> since the sixth. Oh, it's a day without a woman, so pipe down. Uh, yeah, that's how we're going to do it. You don't get to say nothing. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be different than that. Uh, so, uh, do you have your little child with you again today in the, in the, in the recording closet? Because that actually worked out pretty well last time. Pete, yeah, I put uh, him to sleep. I try and get him to sleep, you know, around 11 something. Yeah. And then I realize I'm walking around being really quiet just because yeah. I'm home alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I started talking to myself because <laughs> I needed him to be okay with me talking and not wake up. Well, it works. So I was like, oh, well, look at this. The dishes are here. La, 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 la. Yeah, it's. Well, you know, look, you have to create your own world of attractions. Because I know. <laughs> look at those birds. Look at the birds are flying all over. Where's the squirrels? Na- uh, do they uh, hibernate for the winter? Very mundane or? life you have there. And I, I appreciate you trying to throw a little technicolor in there for yourself. <laughs> Peter Fisher, wild. What, Peter Fisher, what do you think of your mother's ramblings while she's running around the, the hey, typical woman, ain't it? Eh? You know, I just wish Mara would be quiet every now and then. I'm trying to take a nap. She's talking to the dishes and the birds. I see the birds. I don't. What are the birds? The birds. They're Listen, flying, I hope flying. you don't. I hope you don't man interrupt her. I guess it'd be boy interrupt her. I hope you don't boy interrupt her. Baby interrupt. Baby interrupt her. Listen, he's he's interrupting the podcast now. Listen. Oh, we got a little snore there, Aww. huh? Little yeah. Peter. You know what? You need to get him on a treadmill already. Obviously, he's obese. He's snoring like crazy. You know, do you have one of those sleep number beds? Because you could put Peter down. His number would be different than yours. What you needs a sleep boy number bassinet? Is a sleep app machine for babies. <laughs> sleep app machine for babies right here on the Sean Hannity Show. Now, Sean, I heard that those sleep apnea machines, uh, CPAPs, I heard that they're full of mold and mildew. They're full of mold and mildew. What you need to do is clean them every single day. But if no, you buy my new had, sleep app machine, yeah. you don't yeah, have no to water. clean it. No water is involved. And if you're a landlord, get rid of being a landlord. How many people actually die an early death because they just think they look too stupid wearing one of those things as they go to sleep? <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> it is horrifying laying next to someone who has that. It I've never. Horrible. Have you? Have you ever? Who? Yeah, my mom had. My oh, mom uses a CPAP. Your mom uses it. It's just, is it isn't it loud? And, uh, to me, it would be like parking a car on your face before you go to sleep. You know, it's like <laughs> how could how could that be comfortable? But I don't, it's worse. It's worse laying next to them and hearing them stop breathing. Well, first right. of all, you're awake because their snoring is yeah. ridiculous, yeah. and then it's just like. <sighs> I think I was going through a little bit of a sleep apnea phase, but I don't <laughs> I kept waking up because I thought that I stopped breathing for a while. Isn't and that then sleep that, apnea? I think so, but it went away. Mm. Or I got used to it. Anyways. Ooh, you have a dream where like someone's like you're drowning or 
I have those. Sometimes. I don't have those kind of dreams. My dreams are always sexual and exciting. Oh, sexy drowning. Well, you know, <laughs> glub, that, glub, is, glub, glub. that is one of my fetishes. <laughs> it's just not fun if you don't almost die. <laughs> I have a question. Uh, we did that story about America having less sex today. Yes. Are people who wear sleep apnea machines to bed having less sex? Oh, I, they're having, come on, how much sex could they be having? <laughs> you never know. All right, honey. Get ready for you. Isn't there like a pump? It's like, like a... Isn't there a whole machine making noise over there? Yeah. yeah. All right, baby. Well, I have tinnitus, so I might like that. You might. I already have, like, on my on my on my phone. Every night when I go to sleep, I have a little app, and it pretends to have rain going. Oh, the relax relaxation. Yeah. Well, it's not a matter of relaxation. When you have tinnitus, you got the ringing in your ears. Mm. Or as some people used to say singing in your ears, which I think is weird, but they have a ring. Singing in, in your ears. Singing in your ear. Singing in your ears. Flossing in your brain. Waxing little place. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, I, so I have that. The, the only way to get rid of ringing in your ears is that you have something else to listen to. So I turn on the rain and my brain has something to listen to. And I don't. I guess the ringing is still there, but I don't notice anymore because you can only focus on one thing or something. So uh, that's why I do that. Although it is kind of... Uh, Funny, to me, anyways. Uh, not funny as in ha-ha funny, but, you know, funny. Funny weird? Kind of funny. Yeah, kind of funny. That uh, even when it's raining outside, <laughs> I still put on that rain app. Like a double rain. You well, need a stop certain raining. kind of rain. There's, huh? You might stop raining. It might stop raining at 2.30 in the morning, and the next thing I know, I'm being awakened by the uh, falsetto in my head. We have well, an, a... Cancel uh, each other out. We have a, uh, a wind machine. So oh. you turn the little wind machine on, and it goes... It's like a little white noise machine. Yeah, white noise. That's what Very I Very nice. Is, is that for you or is that for that, that's for relaxation? You guys don't have tinnitus. No, no, no. But uh, I got it at a Roger Waters show in the nineteen. I don't know. The, the, was the uh, Radio Chaos tour. It's not continual, right? Uh, for me, it's been for a long time because I grew up, you know, always with the headphones. I, I used to listen to. I used to listen to music. With the closed headphones, you know the cans, full blast, mm-hmm. full blast. I mean, that, that, uh, now I think there's a picture of you. Yes, online. when I was ten years old. Yeah. Is that picture still online? Aren't I, I such so. a cutie? Might be on your MySpace my, page. I'm uh, I'm ten years old with my. Actually, what I have on there is I have in, and this was like cutting edge technology in 1974 because I believe that's Christmas of 1974. So I was ten years old. Cutting edge technology that I got the uh, the AM FM radio inside the headphones. Oh, with the dials oh, on it. Yeah. yeah, they were totally useless when it came to listening to records or anything else. But there was it the was antennas and, on them. They were red and white and they were cushy and. I thought, my goodness, this certainly is the space age. But not to lose my the place that I was going to there. So the CPAP machine for someone like me with tinnitus might be a good mm, thing because it really it's white noise. White noise and, so, and helps you breathe. So I would just say, hey, honey, let me just unstrap that from your face and we're going to really have a good time. <laughs> my <laughs> tinnitus. Your face. <laughs> well, yeah, it would be my face because my wife is in shape and I'm not. I was thinking about that because I last thing I said on the radio hour was biggest mistake I made in a long time <laughs> is getting my wife a Fitbit because I, I didn't know how uninterested I was at how many steps a day my wife took until I got her a Fitbit, and she continually gave me updates about how many steps she took today. And as I was leaving, I thought maybe that would leave the impression with my listeners that my wife is out of shape or something and needs totally the opposite. My wife, here's the, talk about opposites attract. You're the one who needs a Fitbit, really, Oppos- not her. I, I need a Fit. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need more than a <laughs> bit of fit. Yeah, a bit of fit. <laughs> what he needs is a bit of fit. That's what and he then needs. Fit, be right fit up, helping. Right up his alley. Let's have a fit a bit for him. Fit a bit. Look at driving and crying to play. They're good mm. with charities. We'll do another fit bit benefit. So uh, the opposites attracting between me and my wife are, is, is biggest evidence is right mm. there. My wife works out pretty much every day. And she's not tall. No, she's not tall like no. me. She works out pretty much every day. I work out... Never on any day. This so is a workout for you. This is a workout for me. Hey, you when walk I, down to get the mail. I did, and you know what I'm doing? Yeah. I'm using, and I took out the trash today. I'm using. Hey, that's heavy. Sometimes those yeah. bags are heavy. Yeah. Uh, although it's downhill when they're full, and it's uphill mm. when they're not full, so I don't get much of a workout. But uh, I, um, I, I, I am lucky that my wife actually chooses to still live with me, so. <laughs> <laughs> because she's taking care of herself, and I think she has a long plan. She knows I'm not going to make it much further in this run. And she has to keep herself in shape for when I drop. You know, she's going to have to go out and find herself another man. So she's smarter than I am. If you drop uh, somewhere and she's the only person with you, there's no way she's no, going to pick you up. she's not going to be able to pick me up. She's no. too small. Mm-hmm. Now, by the know, way. She's, maybe that's why she's working out because she knows she's going to have to drag you. That's so a possibility, too. She would probably drag me into the woods and just leave me there so she can go on and find she, a man. She needs you as fertilizer in your beautiful backyard garden. <laughs> He's right. missing. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But, uh, hey, real quick. That's not Jerry Yamamoto for the Facebook Live people. No, if Facebook Live people, that's uh, Jesse who's here today. Yeah, they've caught on. They've caught on. I know oh, because okay. they're used to you in the past. But as I said before, this is uh, a day without a woman day. And Jared. Jared's not here no. because he is a strong. What's up, guys? He's a strong, empowered. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe Jared is What's here up, today. Guys? That's about all I can do. <laughs> What's up? What's up, guys? <laughs> you got the so 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 thing there. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, if you want to, if you, if you're gonna, if you, oh, <laughs> if I can say, I've known Jared for ten years or more, and mm. that is dead on Jared. Yes. Oh, okay, great. Actually, you both do it, so you should have Jared versus Jared. Uh, 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 you, should, you, you know, I, Jared, not, not you, whoa, whoa, Autumn. Yeah. Aut- Autumn, Jared versus Jared, uh, arguing about why he's out today. Oh, well, you know, so, 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 I had uh, a lot of things to do today, you know, so, 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 I mean, I figure it was okay to, you know, so, right here. So, 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 I mean, uh, no, Eric, Eric, Eric's really good about getting audio, so, 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 so but, but, yeah, yeah, I know, so yeah, yeah, he's got to go, yeah, he's got the audio, so, so, it should be fine, so, so. Uh, d- d- no, I mean, if you can't get into the G drive, and that, uh, you sh- no, no, the G drive, you can get into the G drive, so right here, you just put, you just do it right here, it's really easy, so right here. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? That needs to be a t-shirt. Oh, oh yesterday What's was. Up, K-Pasa. <laughs> uh, so, I said K-Pasa. Yeah, K-Pasa. So in reality, <laughs> he is, it's some sort of, so what's going on? You know him, Jesse. You've known him for a long time. He's at West Georgia. What, what is the, did you go to West Georgia as well? I did not. I went to Georgia State. Okay. So he, what is going on at West Georgia that he's there today? Because my, the way that I get the vibe is he's the most famous person to ever graduate from West Georgia. Or at least the most famous person they can get in touch with, because anytime they have a special career day or something, <laughs> they always want their uh, their number one graduate, Jared Yamamoto, 
uh, to come, and that's what's going on. Oh, so, oh so yeah, I'll can- take a selfie with you right here, right here. So, oh yeah, he's a big star. I would love. I would. Uh, I wish we would have sent, sent somebody with him uh, as Jared is. You know, returns as the yeah. the Howard Stern slash Walter Cronkite of <laughs> of West Georgia. He's the most famous dude on campus. All it must right. be awesome. J- Zach Brown went to West Georgia. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fine. Uh, I'm New sure Gingrich. a lot of good people. Newt Gingrich. Yes. Okay, he's more famous, but maybe they can't get him to come back. Rhubarb. Rhubarb Jones. <laughs> yep. Well, Jared doesn't well, now. Jared doesn't hold a candle. Oh, man. Poor Jared. He to Rhubarb Jones. No. He's got to live in he's got to live in the shadow of Rhubarb oh, Jones. Man. Can you do Rhubarb at all? No. Come on. I don't even know what he sounds like except for Steve's impression I'll find him. of him. Yeah, it's fine. What was Steve's impression? <laughs> no, he was more like he was kind of more like this, wasn't was he? Was he the one that went to teach radio? Yeah, he, I don't know if he afterwards? still does. He was teaching at Kennesaw. At Kennesaw, that's right. Teaching radio, Creflo Dollar. Oh, here's a do- mm-hmm. oh really? Yeah. Well, I got some money makers. So, in so, 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 so uh, Creflo, Creflo Dollar is, uh, is 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 also from there. Uh, Eric, uh, is, uh, today is International Day Without a Woman Day. Come on! No, it's actually. I think it's tomorrow. So right here. It's off. No, 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 it's, no, it's today. No, no, no. No, it's no I, I, I Google this right here. So uh, it says right here it's uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So I don't know who that is, guys. But <laughs> Jared, tell oh, Jared. I see what I did. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, Eric, you're totally right. So right here, right here, you're totally right. I'm sorry. I had the old tab up, so it's uh, right. It's my fault right here. So oh, it's, it says here that uh, three, three, three's company was a show in the '70s. <laughs> Uh, uh, I can always count on you to do your research, Jared. <laughs> Absolutely. I like it when when Jared kind of tries to comfort Eric and it backfires. Oh, like, yeah. See, see, see you, 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 you've got this, Eric. Don't, uh, don't, yeah, don't, 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 don't worry. Yeah, the <laughs> listeners love you, Eric. It's fine. So right here. I know. When he does that, I think, okay, what's the problem? Like he has a way of telling me everything's okay. And my response is, is there a problem? This yeah, is the we, uh, we got time. We have time for another story. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then I start the story. <laughs> I found- Jared, I thought you told me we had time. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> I found a Rhubarb Jones promo from 1989 with uh, Rhubarb and Stonewall Jackson. Stonewall Jackson? I thought he died in the Civil War. <laughs> Let, I don't Did know, he get let shot in his foot or this something? Was, this was a radio promo from 1989. <laughs> I have no idea what's about to happen here. So okay. On one second. Let's have radio in 89 sounding like. We don't call Wild 6 FM Atlanta's fun country station for nothing, right, Stonewall? Right, Rhubarb. The boss lets us do whatever we want every morning. What a great guy. Hey, boss. How are you doing? Do they have a monkey in this commercial? The music machine. The most country music in Atlanta. The most country music in Atlanta. They're really yelling at The Zoo Crew. Only on. Filmhouse commercial. Oh, yeah. I miss that Zoo Crew, don't you? Don't you? Don't Yeah, I do. I do. Because you know what? They were funny, and they didn't take themselves too seriously. I know it. They just made my ride to work so much easier. Well, I wasn't working back then. I guess I was dropping off the kids. <laughs> but, but what about the money machine? I miss all of that. The I like zoo crew. There, the money machine is one time I got in there that they had a bunch of ten dollar bills in there. I got twenty five of them. So I but you got twenty five ten dollar bills, or you walked out with what, twenty 
But you could get $25 out of $10 nope. bills. Nope, $25, $10 bills. I got them out of there, and then I walked away with $250. I didn't even know that Ruth wait, Barber's going to be there. <laughs> that was, just, that was uh, just your luck that day, I guess. I was going to the car dealership to get my oil changed on my 1982 Buick Skylark. And then I saw the Y106 logo, and I said, I wonder if Ruth Barber's over there with Stonewall. I saw them outside the uh, Verizon Wireless store once. Really? In 1982? That's amazing. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, this was in 1982. You know, I just get real confused. I thought it was I 89. I saw them outside of the Piggly Wiggly one. <laughs> there you go, baby. They gave were, me, can you believe they gave me a T-shirt? Were they nice? It was extra large, so yeah. I wear it as a nightgown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or sometimes when I need to, like, color my hair, I get, you know, I do my roots at home. I okay, so I color my hair and I put on that big old shirt. But I just remember that day so well. It was so great. They were so nice. Nice. So fun. I, so nice and fun. They I, were just having a good old time out there. They was. Yeah. What's what's up with you? I took 10 of that and I went there and bought two cartons of cigarettes. Because <laughs> back then you could do two, that now. No, you, I, you know what I'd get for uh, that now? Yeah. Half a carton of cigarettes. I'd get three for 150 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, some things have changed for the good and some things have changed for the bad. We've lost, what was that? The zoo crew from the Y106? Oh, you the know, zoo crew. Let me just say, let me just say that, uh, just play the, begin- play the beginning of that again. And by the way, Rhubarb's a fine person. I've met him a couple of times. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not downing him. He's a nice person. Fun country station for nothing, right, Stonewall? Right, Rhubarb. The boss lets us do whatever we want. Okay, just stop it right there. Let me just say that I'm not proud of everything in my radio career, but what I can say, I'm proud of the fact that you can't find anything like that in my radio career. <laughs> there, we never did wacky, hey, this is good. <laughs> hey, folks, here's the, the truth. Our boss does not let us do anything we want to do. <laughs> our boss told us that we have to tell <laughs> you <laughs> that our boss lets us do whatever we want to do. And Stonewall Jackson, surprisingly, not the name on his birth certificate. No. <laughs> I want to got, do. I want to do a morning show with Nathan Bedford Forrest. Oh, he is because that guy is not only funny but racist. Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. Funny racism. Did he start the Klan? Yes, right he did it? start yeah, the Ku Klux Klan, but he disavowed it when he found out they were using violence. Oh, so he just wanted to harass black people. He didn't he want did. to harass. He just wanted an organiz- uh, fraternal organization for white people. Really? And then are, uh, are you uh, are, are are you rehabilitating this man's uh, ideas? No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I'm not little. rehabilitating. I'm just the telling you the facts. I know, the only reason I know Nathan Bedford Forrest is because it's one of those names that once you learn it, you don't forget it. Right. So it's uh, he's an extremely good cavalry. Uh, yes. General. And so he was part of the American military before the Civil War, I'm assuming. As they all were. Is he a, a big hero from the Mexican? That was the war before the Civil War, right? In the 40s. It was the practice war. The Mexican-American war. war. It was the practice war. Did you know that Lincoln was the Michael Moore of his day? Didn't like that war. Yeah. but and expansionist. He, he actually was in the House just for one term, two, two years, mm-hmm. because it was all said and done, and we were already putting up statues of all the heroes for the Mexican-American War, and he went to, this is when you were assigned, I think the state of Illinois sent him up there to be the, the, uh, the House member for two years, and he went out of his way, a la Michael Moore at the Oscars, to speak out against a very popular war. And they said, you know what? <clears throat> Maybe you need to come back to Illinois. Yeah. Stick around, <laughs> stick around here for a while. But he was like way against that war, and then he became president and started a very uh, well. He had to, didn't in he? some quarters, unpopular war. Well, it was necessary. It war, was a huh? necessary war, and we don't have to go back and beat up on Buchanan again. But I could do that every day. That well, guy just punted is that the what ball. What you call it these days? Just, now, the, yeah. <laughs> the, hey, real uh, quick, if you Google Nathan Bedford Forrest. Uh, the third video clip that comes up is 
General Nathan Bedford Forrest, who was he really? He was he really? Yeah. So you're saying he wanted he just he believed in uh, white rights party. I believe, but he, he wanted it to be just another party. He didn't want them to violently violently attack others. He did not think that white people and black people were equal human beings. That is an honest statement. Yes. He yes. also did not believe that they should mix with each other. Of course. And that they shouldn't be here. They should go back to Africa. And how wrong were these people? Because as we know, the most beautiful people in the world are mulatto. Don't use that word. Is that a bad word? <laughs> it is. I think you're not how is that a bad that. word? Mixed race. Wait, but, why, but first of all, tell me why mulatto is a bad word. It's not accepted anymore. But I mean, what? What it, does it have roots in some sort of negativity? Or uh, people just decide slave they owner like, and slave. Oh, so they used to say it that way. Yeah, mulatto. Okay, whatever. Mixed race. Right. They were wrong. Right. In the sense that well, they're wrong about anything. If you base them something on race, you're wrong. No, no, I agree with that. But what I'm saying is that one in particular, the most beautiful people in the world, exactly. are the children of mixed race couples. Yep. So, and as we know, well, yeah, in uh, this world, beautiful is what counts. Yes. Ev- evolution wants diversity. Absolutely, but that's something that Nathan, Nathan Bedford Forrest did not... Uh, Nathan Bedford Falls? But when <laughs> the clan... Oh, you beautiful! <laughs> Hello, Nathan! You cotton maker! <laughs> uh, he didn't you like... Broke it down, when, they star- when they started lynching and things like that and setting fires and being violent... He said that wasn't his way. disavowed himself, yes. See, you know more about him than I do, so I'm going to defer to you, because I didn't even know that mulatto was a bad word. So if I offended anybody. Yeah, the preferred terms, Eric, especially in the United States of America, are multi-ethnic, multiracial, or biracial are preferred to the mulatto. I, I feel bad because I don't know what if mulatto, <laughs> to me, that's a great. Kurt a, Cobain used it in one of the best songs ever. Yeah. Smells like Teen Spirit. It sounds like, it sounds like it's a, sounds like a cool word, like mulatto. It's like, this sounds like something you want to be to me. Well, I don't it's know. not, it's not inherently, the word doesn't come from, it's not, I'm sorry, it's not based on uh, racism. It's, it just was used by people who were racist. Right. So but I mean, but so, you know, you know, a lot of racists use the word the, T-H-E. Should we get rid of that? <laughs> I about, mean, it just seems kind of ridiculous. How about me. Octoroon? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Can you Google Octo- Octoroon? Rune. I was going to say, it this reminds me of a very gel- slanderous thing. It's, now, see, that sounds bad to me. It's one-eighth. How are you spelling this word? O-C-T-O-R-O-O-N. I believe. See, that sounds like a racist word to me. Well, it just doesn't sound like a nice word. Mulatto sounds like a wonderful word. Well, mulatto sounds like gelato. Yeah, it's like so a nice it makes you like chocolate mulatto. <laughs> Dessert. There's that racist ice cream parlor down the street. They got a lot of mulatto uh, yes. on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> and those guys. I'm wow. a mulatto gelato owner. <laughs> chocolate and vanilla. Swirl <laughs> together. Tim, spell it again. Sorry. Octoroon. Octoroon. I'm afraid of this. We're on WSB. Persons who are one-eighth black by descent. Yeah. Why? Why? But why? Why would well, you, I don't know the rune. Why, Where's why, the rune? Because what? they used to care so much about uh, how much blood. Yeah. How do you even find out that somebody's one-eighth back in the 1800s? I, I mean, I, now we can do 23andMe or I don't know the DNA. How do they find out you're one-eighth back then? Octoroon, a person who is one-eighth black by descent, mid-19th century from Octo, Octo-Eight. Right. It's like Maybe uh, because it's, on the it was pattern easier. of the quadroon. It's like octopussy. That's a that's a. It's uh, like what? That's a, it's a there is eight armed. Eight was, armed. Yeah, quadroon was the original. So it, it, maybe it was easier, you know, because people were from Africa and they only had African descent. And then if they had some yeah, but in the eighteen hundreds, how the hell you know that somebody's one eighth anything? I, it's, it's just, it's or their saying, relatives are still alive. I mean, and you line them up because now, now I'm you, from Africa uh, <laughs> and I was brought here. For a better life, I was an immigrant. Yes, thank you, Dr. Ben Carson. 
<laughs> and then my slave owner rapes me, and I have, and I have a kid, and then that kid grows up, and their slave owner rapes me, and then they're one eighth. I think. I, think I don't like you. I, I, this is not no. funny. I know. No. I, as a, I, and I want to point out, it's the woman on International Woman's Day who is making light of that situation. I'm not making light. Of, I, I'm laughing because no, it's we nuts. all know that if Eric is taken off the air again, it's not going to be what he said. It's going to be what Autumn Fisher said. Mm. And uh, I really think it's a plot by her. It's a long range play. Scheming. Yeah, she's it's called get, my Greg Russ plan. That's right. You're going to take me down in the end. Yeah. But uh, I just don't see now. You there are these commercials about you know like 23 and Me and the, you send your DNA. I have no idea. I want to do that. I don't. Some lady's like, oh, I got a hat from the culture that I just found out that I. Who cares? <laughs> right. You lived your whole life not knowing that somebody. I don't. I don't know. I'm not like other people. I don't care about the people who came before me. And I'd really, except for wishing the people I know and love success, I don't care what happens after I'm gone. I don't see myself as a part of any lineage. I I have no connection to my great-grandfather whatsoever other than, you know, apples have to fall off the tree in some kind of way. So you're going to fall off of the tree the way you fell off the tree. I feel no connection to that. There's a commercial. It was just so great to put that hat on. I know it's just a hat, but it's it's a very – why is it that? Because you found something out and now you – reassessed who you are. Now I can wear these wooden clogs and not feel like an <laughs> yes, idiot. Yes, because it's in my it's in my DNA. And then This the, is my heritage. The one I really Dutch. don't like is that idea of like the Tilo years. The what? The Tilo, Tilo years. Tequila? There's a Tilo thing apparently at the end of your I don't know, at your the end of some strands that you can look at through DNA. As you get older, they get smaller. And so what you can it? actually take a, I think if you, I don't know if you get a little drop of blood or you're spitting a cup or whatever it is, but you send it to these people and they're able to tell you what your body age is, not your age age. Oh, I don't want to know based, that. I don't want to know that either because <laughs> I'm sure that I'm at oh, least. Oh, you should be dead. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it will come back. Wait, you're alive? What are you doing? You died three weeks ago. Yeah. So I don't want to know my Tilo years. I, so depending on how you lived your life, your body yeah. age is different. Yeah. Your body age, mm-hmm. so they, you know, they, mine would come back seventy. <laughs> you're fifty-two. In, mine would come in, back as Keith Richards at this point. Yeah, yeah. You're fifty-two, and Earth goes around the sun years. But in your Tilo years, wow. that sounds like a good time in retirement. Oh, the Tilo years. Oh, yes. That's when we just put our feet up. Prime of life. The, the salad days. Oh, the yeah. Years. What are the salad days? That's like middle age, right? That's like when you're old enough to know better and you still have the energy to go out and have fun. I think fun. the salad days are the early days. No, I thought the salad days were just any days that were great. Like, yeah, oh, yeah that's the true. Why do they call them the salad days? Because to me, salad is not the part that I look forward to. Yeah. They I should want call the prime them, rib day. Yeah, they should call <laughs> them the steak and potato yeah. days. Ice cream and apple pie days. Yeah. Yeah. Salad days. That doesn't sound fun. That sounds like you just got a report from the doctor that forces you to eat in a way that you don't necessarily want to. There was lots of lettuce and Italian dressing. One's salad days, the period when one is young and inexperienced. Oh, really? So it's the early on part. The early yeah, years when you're out there. Before. Oh, thank you, Jesse. Yeah. What's that? I feel bad for telling you not to speak because you just made a lot of sense. <laughs> he always reminds Wait, me. Wait, what of did a, he say? He said that it's sad. Well, uh, English Nick let us know that it's the early years when you're young and naive. And Jesse pointed out because the salad comes first. Yeah, it's the first what? course. Oh. so that's why it's the salad days. And if I look back, I remember my salad days where I ate no salad whatsoever. But, uh, <laughs> when you didn't actually, have to eat salad, does weed count as salad? <laughs> 
Because <laughs> there was an awful lot of that. Solid days came from Shakespeare, basically. Shakespearean term. You know how much how much of our language and our favorite so phrases much. come from Shakespeare? Yeah. I, I, I'm just asking because I don't. I don't. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> how many come from T-Pain? Uh, not as many as Shakespeare. Mm. Although he, I have often called him not the Shakespeare of rap, right? But uh, oh my gosh, the Shakespeare of baby rap. Yeah, and I don't know why I'm thinking about babies right now. <laughs> and if you start feeding that child during this show on a family radio station with your body, let me tell you something, lady. <laughs> I will not stand for it. Oh, I have my, to protect. My boobs are already out. I am protecting my audience <laughs> from you, your breast, your child. That. Wicked scene in Beauty and the Beast and everything else <laughs> that I have to protect my. But that's gonna that's gonna add up to be a big nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's such a big deal. I saw Franklin. Do you need to walk away now? This child is starting no, no, to. I'm giving him my pinky. To, okay, all right. So uh, you said pinky, right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Didn't know. You know, there's a transgenderism going on. I don't know what kind of it's his pinky passy. I guess. Thanks, man. Here you go. Here you go, buddy. Thank you. Uh, Just trying to shut you up. That's all. Oh, ma, I just come on. You know, that's what I want. Shut up. Shut up. It's uh, mama's working for like Franklin Graham, who I guess has taken over Billy Graham. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Calling for a boycott of Beauty and the Beast because there's one scene that that they say, I guarantee you, you go see this movie, it's going to be a if you're. All LGBTQ and let's let's get twenty of us together. Let's go and let's celebrate. It's going to be a big letdown. When I, I guarantee you, where was this, it? This, this movie, this Disney movie, is not saturated in gay sex or anything. So <laughs> there's a bondage scene, a leather bondage. <laughs> The shot I mean, at Atlanta Eagle. You know, it's just really, you know. Yeah, it's like Fifty Shades of Grey. I want to get with Franklin Graham and say, it's just not a good look in 2017 <laughs> to be fighting against anything gay. All right? Just yeah. what you should be, what you should make sure happens in America is that with your congregation and in your church, you have the free speech right to mm-hmm. preach the things that you want to preach and believe the things that you want to believe. And as soon as you walk out of that church, you look around to people who don't agree with you and see that they're protected and you don't get angry, you recognize that that's why you're protected mm-hmm. inside that church. That's why you are protected to believe what you want to believe. You wouldn't be protected like that if others who disagreed with you weren't covered by the same constitution and the same rights and the same abilities. And I've got news for you. Disney, although people seem to believe it's an arm of the United States government, <laughs> is not. Disney and America have no connection. Uh, Disney, other than, Disney and their propaganda, though, other, Eric. Other than Disney oh. is in America. That that's the only connection. Disney it does not equal America. It doesn't stand for America. And if you don't, if you're going to say I'll to your say. kids, <laughs> if you're going to say to your kids, you can't watch Bambi now because there's one scene that I've never seen and I never will see in a movie <laughs> that's out there from 2017. Guess what's going to happen? Your kid's going to ask you why, and you're going to have to inform them as to why. And now your kid's going to know more about uh, gay than they would if they'd watched the movie because it would have gone right by them and they wouldn't have seen yep. it. You know? And yep. I know this whole idea about, about, well, it's slow and it's gradual and there's normalization. Uh, hey, right wing, where have you heard that normalization before? The idea of normalizing something. It's just as stupid on your side as when they say it about the president that you love. Get rid of it. Uh, preach what you want to preach, believe what you want to believe, and then recognize the most important thing are four simple words, live and let live. If everybody on the planet, and this will never happen, 
Sorry to spit all over the place, but I'm passionate. Tasted good, actually, um, from this side. Yeah. Yeah, good. <laughs> well, you're lucky you're wearing, you're wearing glasses, so I didn't get it in your eyes. Bacony. If everybody, if, if we just woke up tomorrow and everybody in the world adopted the philosophy of live and let live, we could disband every army. <laughs> I mean, we, we would, it, it all comes down to, I'm doing it right, and you need to do it the way I'm doing it. I've got news for you. Your God will never hold it against you. Because somebody else who lived near you didn't do what your God wanted them to do. Your God is interested in you and your behavior and how you live your life, and you will be judged as such. You are not going to be judged by your God based on a bill in the assembly that passed in the state that you're from that God is against. Okay? That's never going to happen. If there is a God, and if the true God is the God you believe in, here's my guarantee. You will be judged by the way you behaved in your life, not by how your neighbors behaved or the laws that were passed by politicians that you didn't vote for. Relax. Live and let live. And know that I would bleed and die for your right to believe something that I don't believe. And if you're truly American, you'd do the same for me. How about that? Didn't Jesus say in the Bible that— Why do you always put redneck, <laughs> hick, you know, <laughs> you know, we are in the South here, sir, so I, everybody's a redneck. I, you know, I think that you, with your comedy, I believe that you—you you know what? I'm going to boycott Tim Andrews, because I believe that you equate <laughs> uh, Southern accent with ignorance. And uh, I excuse find, pardon me. It doesn't look Yes, we, we have a Bible. We have a Puritan over here. Yes, ma'am, go ahead. Or yes, yes sir. Pardon me. Yeah. Now I'm a lady now. Okay. Doesn't it say in the Bible that uh, <laughs> eye for an eye? Yes, there you are. <laughs> well, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say. Were you going to give me the theory of uh, relativity? Ju- no, judge not. <laughs> A equals M. Judge not, lest ye be judged. Mm-hmm. That is correct. And I firmly, he didn't even let me finish. He just went on my anti southern thing. But you know, what I, I was going to say was. I, I, I manterrupted you. You manterrupted me. <laughs> You Yankee erupted me. You Yankee erupted me. Northern interruption there. Carpetbagger. I was going to say that the good Lord Jesus himself says, judge not lest ye be judged, which means don't go out of your house and judge your fellow man and woman. That's right. And I could take you seriously if you weren't parodying the accent of the typical southern gentleman. And I believe... I believe that they are Southern gentlemen and not these hillbillies that you parody in your act. All right. Well, then. All right. You know, gosh, you know, in the Bible. It says, there you go. Jesus. Pennsylvania. God said it right there in the Bible. You know, if you're different, and <laughs> you act different. different and you look different and I don't know, you're funny or whatever. He's funny. That's yeah. all I know. You still got to love him, right? You got to love him, even if they're funny. Yeah, sure. They act all funny. Funny looking, too, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I miss uh, I miss those people. Those are my people. Even though you were born in uh, you, I don't know where you were oh, born. Oh, it's right there on the border. You, you know, raised uh, it's it's called the Southern Tier. You're right there on the New York State Pennsylvania border. New York Southern Tier, Pennsylvania's the Northern Tier. Yeah, well, to me, it's the Southern Tier. Yeah, I fight on that side of the of the army. Oh yeah. So I fought for the South and the North. If you got you fought for. <laughs> I got in a fight with somebody in uh, Elmira. It's brother versus brother. Boy, you ever been to Horseheads? Oh hell yeah. Woo! Hell, Nick, you got to go to Horseheads. What's Horseheads? Oh, it's town. Horseheads. It's, town, it's a town called Horseheads. Where is it? It's in New York <laughs> My State. brother lived there for a while. What's the deal with it? Well, it's called Horseheads because during the French and Indian War, uh-huh. the horses had, heads off? you had General Sullivan, uh-huh. and uh, they was starving, so they had to eat their horses. And when the Indians came back, see, in that war, the Indians fought with the British against uh, Americans. Mm-hmm. No. Huh? Fought, no, the British... 
The British and the Indians fight the French. That's right. The British and the colonists and the Indians fight the, the French. The French were trying to get uh, inroads into the into the continent, right? Right. We and, didn't want them up there, you yeah. know, in that part of the, you know, that part of the So even though the even though the Native Americans, excuse me, uh disagreed with the English an awful lot, yeah. they could they could all agree as we still do and uh, hate hating the French. Yeah, yeah. And so they got but, together to keep the French off the continent. And then they shot at each other. And there's actually, if you go to Tawanda. Tawanda. That's up there. Is that Tawanda? Is, that's near Horse. It's on the southern tier? No, Tawanda's in Pennsylvania, but they're okay. all along the Susquehanna River. I was getting confused with Tonawanda, which is in the Buffalo area. Right. No, Tawanda is where they How get. How about them bills, huh? Well, let's oh. not get into it. Huh? No, but Tawanda got that. They got a giant rock. You go on a canoe trip, and there's still lead from all the bolts. They shot at ah. people behind yeah. the rock. I got to check it so out. So basically, the Native Americans. So they cut the We don't call them Indians anymore, Gus. Well, they didn't change the name of the war. <laughs> it's Gus from Pennsylvania. Gus. <laughs> Gus. How you doing? <laughs> the, uh, we call them Native Americans now. And so, my, so when they came back, they saw a bunch of horse heads. Yeah. And they, now and they named Amer- it horse heads. Yeah. And you can go to Sullivan's Monument, which is up on top of the hill, and you can look at it. It's a little battlefield, you know? Yeah. Right there. Yeah. In, uh, is Elma. Mark Twain uh, buried there on that battlefield? Yeah. Mark, no. Mark Twain's <laughs> buried in Woodland Cemetery. Right there in Elmira. With also there buried in that cemetery uh-huh. is uh, Hal Roach, who created Little Rascals. Little Rascals. But he called them our gang. Our gang. And also uh, Laurel and Hardy, I believe he was behind yep. that, was he not? Yeah. He was. And then there's also uh, Ernie Davis, who was the first uh, African-American fellow to win the Heisman Trophy. I'll bet you're proud of that. That's Oh, yeah. Did you proud. see that movie with Dennis Quaid? No. Oh, so good. Was it good? It's called The Express. Yeah, I remember it. I remember it. And uh, that's not the crazy Quaid brother. That's the one who can still be cogent and act. Yeah, it's not Randy. Yeah. <laughs> I like Randy Quaid. <laughs> you like Randy I Quaid? I do. Boy, his YouTube videos. I can't even add. I, you know, we, I would have yeah, to. He's, he's I'd have to edit person. them. Oh. I'd, I mean, there's. It's <clears throat> talk he's about. Great. He's, but he's out to lunch. He's I mean, off he's not. The plantation he's not. Sure. He's off the meds. I tried, to, I tried to ask Dennis Quaid, who was in Atlanta, to promote that movie. Oh, I was that's probably a about. tough thing for him. And uh, oh, he laughed. I said, "So uh, I said, I've always been a big fan of your brothers. Even back when he was on Saturday Night Live, he just laughed and he went, yeah. Yeah. I said, Where are we going with this? I said, uh, I'm forced to be here by the company. I no, don't really I want said, to be talking to you. I said, is he okay? And he went, well... He's uh, he's uh, he's different. <laughs> he goes uh, he goes uh, ah you know he's he's just doing his own thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously he's uh, he's he's he and his. You can look it up on YouTube. <clears throat> he's as his character in National Lampoon Christmas is cousin Uncle, Eddie. Just cousin Eddie, yeah. absolutely pales in comparison to the man he's become <laughs> as far as nuttiness goes. How about the video he did with his wife where his wife's wearing the Rupert Murdoch mask? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't see that one. Oh. The one I, I saw one where that was done in a park somewhere in Canada. Because I think they're in Canada running away from the American government. They've yeah, been back they're since. in an RV. Oh, they're back? Oh, okay. Yeah. And at this time, uh, she was in an F-word laden spiel <laughs> against the American government while he was uh, touching his toes over and over again, exercise style in the background, in front of one of those picnic benches you see on those places. You. This all started, the main thing was this conspiracy in Hollywood thing, right? Star Where killers, he said, star I, whackers. Yeah. I think that what happened, first of all, I think there's two people that are off their meds. But I think the initial thing was they didn't pay their taxes. Right. Somehow, they were the home or whatever, and they disputed it. And my guess is that... No matter how libertarian you are, or how given the laws on the books at the time they were in the house, they're probably in the wrong. They were probably on the hook for the taxes, and 
then being off their meds, they just created this whole conspiracy theory that the government and the Hollywood what is the star whackers? What, what, what are the star whackers? The people that kill. Whenever a celebrity dies, they don't really die; they've been killed because right. they've outlived their usefulness to the Illuminati that runs Hollywood. Well, this is obvious. Well, that's probably true. Get I mean, to the conspiracy theory. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> so, so no Hollywood actors actually die on their own. There are. Tons of people who believe this. That Paul Walker guy, they said they, that he was killed. Why? Because he was old and not... Uh, no, he, Paul Walker from the No, I know. That's, what I'm, sa- that's what I'm saying is he wasn't old. He was good right. enough, good to go for seven or eight more Fast and Furious franchise films. Wasn't there a young Hollywood guy whose car ran over him in his driveway a couple yeah. of years yeah, ago? Yeah, from Star Trek. Yeah. Anton. So was yeah. that an accident or was that Yelkin. them? Yelkin. Yelkin? Oh, yeah, he yeah. knows. Mm-hmm. He's a sci-fi buff, I'll bet. A little bit. Well, he was on like... Odd Thomas, which was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also played Chekhov in the updated Star Trek. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and you know, when you have a number of people in Hollywood who are actors, some of them are going to die in stupid ways, just like the rest of us, right? Michael Jackson was killed because he put that song out where he was anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah. It took him 15 years to get him, but they got yeah, him, Yeah, they right? got him. <laughs> <laughs> to find the right doctor. <laughs> I must have trouble finding him. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that. What a surprise. A guy uses uh, the same stuff that the, an anesthesiologist uses to put you to sleep during <laughs> surgery. Milk. and I need more milk. Somehow it slipped up. Some, was that you saying you need more milk, or was that Peter? <laughs> hey, Ma, I need that's, more milk. That's me, Michael Jackson. I need more milk. I need more so milk. Tired. Put your milk you know, all over me. Uh, a couple things. I know we're joking now, but I meant to say this on the radio side the last two days. I, this may or may not mean a lot to a lot of people, but it means a lot to me. The host for Turner Classic Movies, Robert Osborne, died mm-hmm. on Monday. He was 84. My buddy Scott McGee works over there, and so I've known for a while there have been health problems with him and he hasn't been on lately but you know to me i just want to say r.i.p i'm not gonna go on about it because maybe a lot of people don't even watch turner classic movies i don't know but i've been watching this guy for well over 20 years and he was awesome i mean just there's no you can say you can decide whether you thought he was a great tv personality or not but the truth no doubt about it is He's dead now, and there's nothing like him on no, TV. The presentation because, was awesome. Yeah, he had such a kind of a personal, comfort, comfortable in his own skin kind of thing, so he didn't have to, not like me, like the Von Hessler doctrine out there, blah, 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 <laughs> jumping around, getting your attention. I mean, uh, that dude just knew his stuff. He knew film. He was into it, and it was so, I can't tell you how many times when, Stuff's going on in the world that you just oh God, you want to get away from it. You know, that guy was just calm and safe. And I love movies. I love the history of movies. And he was just awesome. As I wrote on the Facebook last night, he was able to get you into the history of film, which is, you know, you can go to higher academic institutions and get lost in this stuff in the arcane. Um, but he had a way of doing it where he didn't. He didn't talk down to you, but he also, and never spoke over your head. Just kind of brought you. Just like, hey, movies aren't the most important thing in the world, but they're fun. Yeah, and I know a whole bunch of stuff about it, mm-hmm. so I want to tell you about it. And it was great. And also, that's my favorite channel. And even moving on beyond him, I think that he was more than just a host. I think his way of doing things like penetrated the whole channel, and it will keep his style. Like, it will always have grown out of his personality. He was the first personality there. And, you know, for instance, I can't say this about J.J. Jackson, who was the first MTV personality. But I can't say that MTV went on and was always kind of what hey, he hey, it's Triple J. What, what he put in there. Yeah. But I feel like everything about the sort of 
atmosphere of Turner Classic Movies kind of springs out of that really affable demeanor that Robert Osborne had. So, Is he a local guy? No, he was. Uh, he's got a fascinating history. He he lived in New York City, and the one time that I met him, because my buddy Scott McGee works with him, worked with him, was when he was here doing. He would travel from New York City to Atlanta once a month and do all those presentations. Mm. Uh, I think they had a New York City studio they would use sometimes. It was a little different, but most of them were done here. And he showed up in Hollywood, I think, in the 50s or something. He wanted to be an actor. He was hired by Lucy and Desi to be part of their thing. And maybe he wasn't the greatest actor, but by 1965, he wrote a book about the Academy mm. and the Oscars. And he got a lot of uh, uh, publicity for that, and people liked that. And by the late 70s, he was writing The Rambling Reporter, which I think was for The Hollywood Reporter. Absolutely, yep. One of those... Um, and then when Ted Turner started Turner Classic Movies in 1994, he brought him in, and the first movie they did was Gone with the Wind, and so he became the presenter on that channel for – but he just knew every because of his history, he knew everybody, he had an insight into film, and he's just one of those guys. He didn't change the world or anything, I suppose, but he was – you know, it's a loss for people who have been watching him. And I was thinking about this. It's not even doesn't have to do with him necessarily, but um, a channel like that, which is, you know, some of the movies, not every movie that was made in 1940 or 30s was great, but a lot of them were. And there's there's a lot of great movies that are playing. And I thought about how for a lot of people, when they go through a stretch of bad times, maybe somebody dies close to you or just things aren't good, uh, a relationship breaks up, a lot of people who love films will begin to sort of binge in those times, like just watch a bunch of movies just to kind of get through it. I know my wife does that and I do that. And so <clears throat> just by being there in those times in a weird way, this guy Robert Osborne was the guy who was there for people in some very difficult times and, a, and, and with a kind of form of entertainment to allow you to escape some of your worldly problems. But, you know, he, that doesn't make it all about him, but he was certainly very good at it. And uh, if he if you never watched him, then I feel bad for you. Are they gonna, they'll probably rerun his intros, right? Well, I don't know if they're going to take his movie his intros off of a lot of movies in the future, but I do know I don't know if it's this weekend. It might be this weekend or next weekend. They're going to do forty eight hours of all Robert mm-hmm. Osborne introducing things, and also he did a lot of specials where he interviewed people and stars and <clears throat> things like that. And I guess they're going to run all of those, and then you know, I mean, then at some point they've got to move on, right? And they've got to yeah. become what they're going to be post-Robert Osborne. And they've, he's been sick for the last couple of years, so if you watch Turner Classic Movies, he's not been on an awful lot <clears throat> over the last couple of years. Who do they years. have to replace Well, him? Ben Mankiewicz has been kind of the number two guy there, from my point of view. I, don't, I haven't talked to my buddy about it, but <clears throat> he seems to be pretty much the guy, it looks like to me, who will step into the bigger position. And they have... Um, a woman on the on weekends on Saturdays, and I can't remember her name. Yeah. Uh, but but <laughs> that's where Ben Mankiewicz was in the beginning. He was the Saturday host. So my guess is by bringing somebody in to do that uh, means that he's going to be open to more. Ben Mankiewicz's grandfather uh, wrote Citizen Kane with hmm. with, uh, with it looks like with, a good movie. with Orson Welles, a movie that Tim Andrews refuses to see for some reason. It's, it's still on my DVR. I haven't watched. I don't it. understand why you don't watch it. I, you guys think it's going to be homework or something. You don't. You don't think it's going to be like holy. 
I just this is just great because that's what it is. It's uh, just great. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm just I'm too busy watching the Great British Baking Show on Netflix. Okay, let me tell you. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. Let me tell you how great Citizen Kane is. In the first five minutes, they tell you the whole story. It's all. <laughs> so you don't the, have to watch it. But you do watch it. <laughs> that's, a, that's my point. <laughs> it's that great. The entire story is told, including the ending, mm-hmm. in the first five minutes of the movie. Oh. So go watch it. Okay. If you come back and say that was a waste of two hours, I'll give you twenty dollars. Okay. Ooh, all right. That's easy. <laughs> twenty dollars. That was a waste. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're just going to say it was a waste. That doesn't work. No. Gone with the wind was boring. <gasps> Gone with the wind is great. <gasps> what? I've, too long. I, I've never seen the whole thing. Yeah, Get out. I fell asleep twice. I've never seen the whole thing. I Although love they're, they're, it so, she loves so, it. So I know. Autumn, much. Autumn loves it. Can you do the 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 main character? What does she say? Fiddly D, or what does she say all the time? Fiddle D. Oh, Fiddle oh. D, Melly. <laughs> oh, Fiddle D. <laughs> Can you do this person? I don't know nothing about birth and no babies, Miss Scarlett. <laughs> She's an idiot. There are some real kind yeah, of like. This is here. Yeah, that's what her voice is like, like that. Ah! <laughs> I can't go that high. Uh, she, uh, there are some real racist oh, moments in her movie. Butterfly McQueen. McQueen? Oh, that's Butterfly McQueen. Yeah. That's butterfly. She's like walking the down the street singing yeah. that weird song. Yeah. But there's one scene where uh it's so racist where uh Rhett Butler is saying she's going and she's taking this butterfly McQueen and he says mm-hmm. what does he say? Something like where are you gonna get with you're a- gonna travel down, you know, uh enemy roads with a simple darkie? Yeah, it's not like a, a sick woman in a, in, a, in, a, in a simple darkie. Yeah, it's like so oh, racist. God. And then Should in the, they in the bleep streets that out? when Atlanta was rebuilding, uh there's a guy saying, And you're gonna get to vote like your friends do and you're gonna own land and we're gonna give you fifty acres and a mule and a guy goes in a mule? <laughs> that sounds like one of those Disney cartoon movies. <laughs> totally. South, South, I've South. seen everything since I've seen Elephant Song Fly. Of the South. Oh, yeah, those crows. Zippity doo dah. Mr. Bluebird on my, my shoulder. shoulder. I seen a little <laughs> I sure hope Mr. Lincoln doesn't free me anytime soon because I'm a very happy slave. That's right. <laughs> and then even Ashley was saying, like, we would never mean to the dockies. <laughs> I hate Ashley. He's a wimp. Oh, he's. The worst. Song of the South. Wait, Ashley's the one who dies in the Civil War, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Ashley's the one that goes and he's captured by the North, and then he's like missing for a while. It's Melanie's husband. He's her cousin. Don't they think that she that he dies? Who dies? Because the the Scarlet has to wear black. All Scarlet's husbands die. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I never saw the last two. uh, Melanie's brother is the first person that she marries, and he dies. Right. When I was when I was on mornings in a, a previous lifetime, when I was doing morning radio. And I would have to be asleep by like 10 o'clock at night. And they kept showing Gone with the Wind on TCM starting at 8. You fall asleep to it. I know the first two hours. Sure. And I don't know. I've never seen that once. Another four hours to go. How long is it actually? Four hours. Wow. Isn't it four hours? Somewhere close. Close to four hours. That's why the only reasonable place to watch it on television is TCM. Because if you watch it like on TNT, you've got commercials every five minutes. I can't watch. So it ends up being a six-hour commitment. Mm -hmm. I can't watch movies with commercials. Movies on TNT and other stations like that are – it's kind of the way that uh, when you go to a hotel – uh, and they give you like three minutes of a movie, and then you can decide if you want to pay for it. Mm-hmm. To me, that's what movies on TNT are. Mm-hmm. It's like I'll watch between commercials uh, for ten, eight minutes or something like that, and then I'll go, hey, that seems like a good movie. I'll have to watch that one day on another station where there are no 
commercials or go rent yeah. it somewhere or something yeah. Yeah. well i mean now it's, it's or realize i have the dvd and let's just put that in instead oh who has time to get out oh come on dvds <laughs> DVDs. amazon prime's where it's at amazon prime netflix but you can't like uh, my my uh tv won't go to amazon prime yes well you like you just get a roku you or, apple, it? or apple or apple yeah. i love the way you say things roku really. what's wrong with that roku roku, roku in it okay well i may not know how to say it but i have one I yeah, well, yeah, it's 2017. <laughs> I can get Amazon Prime on my TV. Oh, please! I'm just getting on the D- the uh, uh, DVR bandwagon. What? I haven't. I, I haven't. I, just this last year, is just the first as time as, I've ever yeah, had DVR. Here she is. Uh, she, just as soon as an industry is dying, she DVR? jumps. She jumps up on the dinosaur. <laughs> I'll ride the DVR all the way into the gates. It's of amazing, the- you guys. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Boy, this whole time shifting thing is amazing. Whoa. Yeah, not rewinding yeah. that VHS must be great for yeah. you, Autumn. You know, it's great. Stuff- you know, <laughs> Ellie doesn't even understand now commercials. So when you we know, watch live TV, she's like, uh, Mom, you know, oh. put it back on, put it back on. I'm like, yo, there's a commercial. Oh. I Boy. can't do anything. Boy, this, ni- this 1999 <laughs> technology is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> And help me, I'm poor. I know, I know. And I, I'm, I'm going to try to make you rich by yeah. putting you on shows like this, the podcast. We're almost done, aren't we? Minute and a half. Minute and a half. Uh, does and Pete half. have anything to say before we go? Pete, are you still happy with your mom? And- uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy, Ma. You know, I, I could use a couple more drops. Yeah. Oh, sure. I fed you while we were, while we were yeah, talking. And break so. out the other one. <laughs> oh, you need the other side? Yeah. yeah were you... Have, has Dad started smacking you around yet, or does he usually wait? Oh, he's been beating me mad. <laughs> the other day, I was wh- I was whimpering, you know, and he, yeah. he was trying to eat dinner, and he just came over and smacked me. You know how these scientists are. I know. They're so angry. Cauldron of rage. Make sure you don't knock yeah. over his telescope. You know what, what do I have to do with a rocket? Does your husband get any attention from you anymore? <laughs> I mean, you just get, you have these two kids, so he probably just... Yeah. Not, yeah. not a ton. All right. Well, lose the weight and make him it's, happy. It's mostly arguing. How much time? Uh, by That's not true. I just want to say it's 40 right. seconds. Well, you want to say something very quickly? Yes. Oh, then we're not arguing. It sounded I know. like I was, I was paying You're happy people. Your husband's great. He's a little goofy, but he's great. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to this on the 24 7 Von Hessler Doctrine stream, this hour, after some news, will be followed by the radio hour. So stick around. That was the podcast hour of the Von Hessler Doctrine. How much time? 20 seconds. I got to know how, where to speak. Tim, English Nick, Autumn Fisher, Jesse, thank you. Jared, you're a strong woman, and we're proud of you. Tomorrow I'll be back, though. That was the Von Hessler Doctrine. Get off my lawn! Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.